Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone.
and that I use, you know, with the different houses with the astrology. So um, I always learn from you, and that's why it's so exciting for me. If nobody called in, I would I would spend the entire two hours, you know, just just um, drawing material from you all over the place. But but we do have people here that you know actually want readings, and I you know we kind of have to take care of them too. But uh, for those of you who are just listening, I, I caution you to not wait too long because the line for these readings gets longer and longer. And if you call in early, even though you may have to wait a little while, um, you can be assured of, of actually um, getting through and, and getting a reading. Um, so are you ready to go? Oh, absolutely. Okay. First, first stop is Jeannie. You there, Jeannie? Hello. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Jeannie. How are you? I'm hanging in here doing pretty well, thank you much. Good. So what is your date of birth? Ah, we're going to do my youngest son. Okie doke. 4-10-1986. So April 10th, 1986. 1-9-8-6. And uh-huh. what... What time was he born? 7.30. 7.30 a.m. or p.m.? P.m. And where? Williamsburg, Virginia. Williamsburg, Virginia. Tee-dokey. And let's see. I'm going to go over that just to make sure I've got it right because Mercury is retrograde. I don't want to take any chances. April 10th, 1986, 7.30 p.m., Williamsburg, Virginia. Correct. Okay, let's go look. So what is it to focus on for him? Um, well, he's finished college, and he's looking for a job. Okie doke. So and, let's take a look and see if we've got something that's activating for him to get a job. And looking at his house cusps, uh, just so it gives you some information. He has okay. Scorpio rising and on the work cuffs, which are the second house, which is the income, uh, the sixth house, which is the workplace, and the tenth house, which is the career, they're all fire signs. So that's indicative that he is a person who is can be uh, very much of a go-getter, lots of energy, can be creative, Having Leo at the midheaven says he's a person who wants a leadership role, or he could even be an entertainer with that, uh, someone who gets out and, and is seen. So uh, there are a lot of ways that you can be out and be seen. So let's take uh-huh. a look at his son, which, of course, we know is in Aries. Uh, it's in the sixth house. He has, um, see how he has that interface. It's not interfacing with any of the cusps. So let's see who it does. It interfaces very nicely with Uranus. So this tells us another thing about him. Uh, Whatever kind of work he goes for, it should be something that adds a lot of variety uh, because he's not someone who's going to want to just go to the same box every day and have no variety. It would not make him happy. He has to have something that gives him uh, change, a lot of change. And uh, that trine says that there, the opportunities for him in terms of it's a workplace that has a lot of changeability. So I don't know if he's looking for something that moves him around 
something that has a variety of clients. I don't know what kind of work he's going to be choosing. Uh, uh, he has a degree in physics and I- physics. Interesting. With with all of this fire energy, to have a degree in physics has to have something really grounding him, I would think. And of course, the moon is in Taurus, his Venus is in Taurus, so there we have uh, the grounding. And he has a, a fascination or a love of uh, relationships, uh, how the elements may relate in terms of the earth or the atmosphere or whatever. Uh, it's all about the physical and can be about um, space as well. But it's everything that has to do with the density of the universe. So, And he, he in, the interest he has is a, re, a relationship interest. So looking for something that will activate these guys so that he will have a doorway that opens up for a job. Well, Jupiter is not really in a position to do very much. It has already passed the opportunities. He should have had an opportunity um, maybe one or two months ago. And since this is a retrograde time, if we have an activation from Mars to that, which we do even as I speak, and it will be more so over the next week or so, uh, he may be able to find that something that he's already applied for will come through for him. So that is what I would be looking for. Um, I'm moving it just forward by the day. It could even happen tomorrow. He's got activation. It's not even that much activation. It stops at in three days' time. So on the 7th, it's pretty much already passed its energy. So that's Mars helping out, and Mars is the only one close in who usually provides much of anything. Let's see what else might be going on. Uh, Jupiter is going to go into the next sign. It's already at 24 degrees. It'll go into Capricorn, and when it goes into Capricorn, it doesn't help at all. It creates friction rather than being helpful. So, um, but sometimes the friction can be just the thing, and that may be exactly what's going to happen for him. Uh, When Jupiter gets into the next sign and actually really connects with that that sun and uh, Uranus, I'm just going to bring it forward to that time, because it's a little ways away. It's not around the corner. It's not as fast as he wants it to be, I can assure you. So here it is, uh, the beginning of March. It's right there at the beginning of March. It's like dead on to his son. At that point in time, he may he may be given he may receive a phone call or uh, something in the mail or could come through the internet. This looks awfully grounded though, so he may end up finding that he feels challenged by something, uh, some opportunity. But the opportunity may be coming uh, in a way that challenges uh, where he lives. So it may be coming from a a different country or out of the area or uh, so there is a challenge there. It's a challenge for him. Uh, So it's not necessarily an easy choice, but I'll tell you, whenever Jupiter makes a challenge like this, it's usually a challenge that's going to lead him to something really, really good down the road. So he's just going to have to you know, if he's not married and not tied down, I'd say he should really seriously consider it. No, he's he's still he's still single. Yeah. So, you know, well, still, I mean, he could have a girlfriend who he wants to be close to, and I don't blame him. 
but uh, nonetheless, this would be a time frame where that doorway, uh, there is a challenge for him to step up, step up, but it's, uh, it looks like it has to do with a move or travel, something that uh, maybe was not what he was considering. Gotcha. Hmm. So, yeah, let us know what happens. Then, of course, Jupiter will continue to go forward, and then it passes everybody, and you know, uh-huh. it will turn, then go retrograde. And when it goes retrograde, there's another opportunity. Again, it's still it's still not an easy one when it starts to go direct again, and that will be, uh, what is it, um, basically a year away, uh, the beginning of the end of October, the beginning of November of next year, so if he doesn't take the first one, that's when the next one will probably come up. And it looks like his Mars is also working at that point in time. His progressed Mars is in place. And uh, and Uranus, of course, has gotten further along, so it's also activating. Uh, it's activating his moon. None of these activations, again, they're not activations that say, here, take this, it's everything you want. It's more about... What you've been thinking about, what you've been talking about, maybe what you've been dreaming about, what you've been saying, these are opportunities that will expand my creativity, but I'm challenged with having to change the way my relationships are structured and I may have to move, or I may have to move around, or it may be so much variety that I have to travel for my job. Um, So I don't know where it's going to come, but that's the next uh, opportunity there, and then when we go further, what will happen is Jupiter will finally go into the next sign. That will be uh, just shortly after this point, where it goes into Aquarius. And yeah. uh, when it hit, goes into Aquarius, then in uh, March of 2021, or maybe even be sooner. No, around March, March of 2021. That's when an opportunity will open up that will be more aligned with what he has been thinking he wants. But even then, I'm going to add one more thing. (laughs) Uh, If he's moved, it may be a move back home. There still seems like there's some kind of movement there, or it could be that he's just moving to a bigger house because Jupiter will be in his fourth house at that point in time, even though Saturn is also in his fourth house at that time. So it looks like he might be putting down roots at that point in time. Wow, that would be cool. Yeah. So that's Very, what I'm going to say, and I think we've covered it, <laughs> at least in the immediate. <laughs> so anywhere between March of twenty, uh, March of 2020 mm-hmm. through October, and then we're back to March of 2021 again. You got it. 2021 is a lot easier than the one that's first coming up, and a lot of the time when we have a planet that's go- that I know is going to station retrograde, okay, and the first opportunity comes up in March of next year. Uh, a lot of the time the individual debates about it so long that they just don't take it or something else happens and they don't take it. And then when the planet goes direct and hits that point again, the opportunity either returns or it's an opportunity similar, and they do take it. Um, gotcha. But, you know, I would say just go for it. <laughs> well, if he goes out, yeah. It's he he, so hard because in the long run it's going to lead you to where you want to go. Well, yeah, he, he just needs to... Uh... Get going, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if he's planning on doing any teaching because I, I don't. I didn't really look at the teaching element of it, but um, he's tutoring right now. Oh, is he? Yeah. Well, Jupiter yeah, not- always teaching, but it may not be what he really wants to do. But 
It just, I don't know, my nephew, it rings a bell with my nephew, and, and he ended up going into, um, I, has your son gotten a master's degree yet? No, he has um, um, a, a, a bachelor's, just a, a BS in, in physics. Yeah, yeah, so I know my nephew wanted to go for the master's degree in order to get more of what he wanted, and it was too expensive, and so he ended up going into Teach for America, and he went to Japan, of all places, uh, and taught there, I think, for two years, came home, and then was able to, they they paid a good portion of his master's degree. So he was able to uh, get it and get some credit even for the time he was over in, in Japan. So it helped him a lot. So I don't well, know what cool. you're going to do, but it just, it just came to mind when I'm looking at this going, wow, he's fresh out of school, physics. My son, my nephew teaches Physics. So he teaches math. Aha! Well, yeah. That's why I Michelle, we gotta move. I think we're being fussed at. Thank you so much. Yeah. Take care, Jeannie. I hope he gets something that makes him really happy. Um, thank you, dear. I appreciate everything. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. That was cool. Okay, we've got Stacy here on the line. Hi, Stacy, you there? Yes, hi. Thank you both for taking my call. Hi, my birthday is in a month, the day after Christmas, 1967. And want to know about career, when that's going to take off. Well, I, I need to know the time of birth and where you were born. So what time were you born? Okay. Um, six eighteen in the morning. Six eighteen a.m. And where were you born? Oceanside. Oceanside. Which Oceanside? There's a New York. Hello. Hello. Hello? Yeah. On a second. Long Island. Wait a minute. She seems to have uh, flown the coop, so to speak. Um, she'll get back in. She'll call back in. She has pets, as I do, and so quite often pets manage to walk across the keyboard and mess us up, <laughs> which, I, as, which I would probably guess is what's happened to her. So if we just give her a couple minutes, she'll call back in. Yeah, I guess it's Mercury retrograde. Mercury is absolutely retrograde. Actually, things things that we it's really interesting. I was talking to her earlier today and she was talking about um one cool thing about Mercury retrograde is that when you when you miss something, when something doesn't happen and you know you kind of expected it to, um in a Mercury retrograde it, it often returns, which is really kind of fun. So, <laughs> oh, here, here, here she is. Just a second. Back. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been telling, I've been filling her in on all sorts of astrological stuff. So, um, you know, you want, uh, Stacey, you want to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it Oceanside, New York, Mercury, or Richard? Yeah. New York. Yeah, New York. I'm on my island. But I'm oh. saying it was Mercury retrograde. So <laughs> that's what yeah, happened. No. About that, that's the first time I've ever heard Blog Talk Radio thank me for being there and hang up on me. <laughs> and that's the first. <laughs> Alrighty then. 
So you were uh, interested in looking at career is what I understood you started to say? Yeah, I've been taking a class in human resources that's um, going to be finished in uh, mid-December. So, But I've still been applying for work, but nothing Mm -hmm. has happened yet. Well, (laughs) oh, Lord, the world is a challenging place, isn't it? Right now... The no's are actually challenging you in terms of your career, so uh, that's kind of interesting. It's an interesting statement. Uh, The no's are about what is it that I'm supposed to do with my life and what is it that I have brought talents from and challenges from in a past life. And uh, the fact that they are actually making a direct square to your midheaven, there is a statement going on there that you're challenged by perhaps things about yourself and how you feel about who you are and your past and challenge to make that leap uh, to really um, loving you or caring enough about you to realize that you have all the value and all the possibility to get what you want. So you may want to think about what I'm saying here, okay? Uh, At the very same time as we're mentioning where the nodes in the sky are, Right now, Mars in the sky is activating your south node. So it's actually, and it's in your house of career. So it's actually saying, uh, take action now. Take the stuff out of the bag that you carry with you and look at it. Look at the talents you have and make sure that you polish up so that you realize some of the value of about yourself that you did not realize before. Um, A lot of the time when you go in looking for a job, if you're not really saying everything about your potential, they don't see it. So you may want to think about that. That's kind of what Mars seems to be saying here. It's saying uh, really uh, highlight your potential, the things that you're capable of doing that maybe have not been put on your resume clearly. So think about that. I want to see we've got activating Venus, and Venus right now is being activated by Mars, but it's not a positive. It's more of a frictional activation, and Venus does uh, rule your house of um, career. But what we do have is uh, Pluto has been keeping an active watch on this, and uh, your progress Venus is a beautiful positioning. It's in a sextile, so you should be able to get what you want, especially as Saturn moves forward. Uh, I think you're going to get something very, very good. So uh, Saturn is going to be in alignment with your uh, south node in that house. It will be in complete alignment by the time we get to January, as we get to the end of the year. So... um, by Christmas, it will be in alignment. So, and isn't it that you said you're coming to the end of this course at the end of the year? So it's really it's yeah, like in mid December. Okay, yeah. Well, it's it's already applying. That will, it'll be applying in mid December. So is Pluto. So I think you're in a good position. You should be able to get something. And and when we look at this period in time, uh, you've got Venus backing all of that up. So it's just a matter of finding when. When is um, when is maybe Mars or or the Moon uh, 
fulfilling the rest of the activation. And uh, so you, you've definitely got something coming up for you. So I'd say I wouldn't be concerned. Just just keep going out and pay attention to what Mars is saying. Make sure you look at your resume and make sure you have on it the skills that you have carried around for a long time that you don't even think you have, you don't even think about. So that's what I would. Yeah, because what do I put in the meantime? Because I don't haven't had steady work in a long time. And they're gonna look See, at that, and I just can't make up a company. That's that's not that's not what Mars is talking about. Mars is not talking about skills in a company. Mars is talking about the skills that you have. You know, um, I'll have people who come to me who say, "Well, you know, all I've done is uh, I've been taking care of children for the last ten years. What am I going to put on my resume?" And I look at them and I say, have you managed your home? Have your children had clothes? Have you kept the house warm? Do you pay the bills? Okay, you've got a lot of management skills. Have you juggled the kids going to this school and that school and all of their activities? Maybe you've even taken videos. You've got a lot of skills you're not writing down because you weren't working for someone. No, it doesn't mean anything if you weren't working. What matters is that you represent those skills on that resume. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that's you want Mar, what Mars is saying. Pull those out of the bag and put them down somewhere. Express them on that resume. Okay. That's yeah. what Mars is talking about. They're not talking about jobs. You know, you yeah, might say, "Well, I." You know, I've been, become very, very good because my mother needed this. I did these things, and I have become proficient at WordPress. You know, a lot of the time we become proficient in a lot of different kinds of skills that were never called for on the job because we have helped our friends or our family or we've done something else. Maybe we've expanded the way we work on social networking. These are things that the average person doesn't look at because it's just sitting there. It's not connected to a job, so they don't think about it. So you need to expand the way you're thinking is what Mars is telling you. Well, okay. yeah, I've been like a dating a dating coach to a friend of mine. It's not like I'm getting paid, but I've given her advice on what what is not, you know, in other words, how... Um, how to write a profile or how to... Uh, no, oh. exactly, like who's interested in her and who's not, and to let go of time wasters, it's not going to go anywhere. Like, in other words, if a man says to her, I'm not looking for a relationship, it means I'm not looking for a relationship with you. So I kind of give her pinpointers. I'm good with that. Yeah, so you need to translate that into something that someone uh, in the type of job you're applying for can see where that value might apply in their workplace. Think about yeah, it. Like, yeah, like human resources is um, communications also. So I've been, I can put um, things like that, like seeking a human resource assistant position and just some of the skills, like I've copied a template on what to um, put in there. Good. Uh, yeah, you, you know how I know you're going to like get communication is coaching. Like in other words, coaching. Um, co- you, you know how people are health coaches. I could say relationship mm-hmm. coaches doing that. It's not like I'm getting paid. And also, I'm good with fashion. I'm able to make make bathing suits just from scratch. 
like I can do that to, for myself. I'm 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 not good with drawing, but I'm able to cut material and figure it out. But also um, um, helping a friend decide what outfit. I'm good with co- coordinating stuff to say what to wear, what not to. I have a good eye for that, except I'm not an artist with drawing and things like that. Well, what I'm what Mars really wants you to do is to find a way to write that into your resume so that it shows skills that you have that that person who is hiring you can say, wow, I could use these skills in this area. Uh, so that's what you want to be able to do. So find a way to put that into your resume. Um, and it might not – like- you might be able to say, I have a good eye for design. I've designed things like this. Uh, and you're not saying to the person you're an artist, you're saying that I have a good eye for design. There's a difference, okay? So think think about it. You'll figure this out. Um, mm-hmm. You definitely have some options coming up, and fortune is going to bless you, so I know you're going to get something. Uh, I feel absolutely certain you will. So... Uh, this you see good. a month that I'll be happy. You see a month I'll be happy in, <laughs> like that. Like, uh, like I don't look like a month for happiness. I I I've never looked at a chart to see that a person is happy for a month. That seems incredibly limiting. <laughs> happiness is more your attitude than it is your chart. <laughs> so, oh uh, no, like when you're saying opportunities to more flow financially. Oh, yeah. Well, I am saying that. That I am saying. I'm saying that you've got Saturn and Pluto both activating in a way that's going to bring you an opportunity for your for a career. That's what I'm saying. Uh, they are both activating, and even after they activate, then down the road, Jupiter will also. But when you look like at December the 19th, you've got Saturn and Pluto active. They're not only active on your Venus, they're also active on your south node. So what it's saying in terms of the activation to the south node and the north node is, I'm challenged to take this leap. I'm challenged to go another step because this is really something that I want. I don't know if I'm completely qualified or up to it yet. So they may be offering you something that's a little, little bit further than you are. Take it. Don't back down. You're smart enough, you will grow into it. And uh, and I know that because Jupiter will shortly come up after this and activate that same space, in which case it indicates to me that the opportunity comes as a result of what you've already put in. It will uh, wow. be there on, like, St. Patrick's Day. You've got Jupiter active. So... You're, and even before that, two weeks before that, but the point is that time frame uh, says there could be another experience, another promotion, another opportunity, another uh, expansion of what it is that you have gotten or uh, created in terms of a career. So, and, and, and Mars is right behind it. Mars is with Jupiter, which indicates to me that you probably are going to pay attention to what Mars is telling you, and you will fulfill the request that Mars is giving you. Wow. Well, no, that's good because it looks like I could put creative. I also make photo albums, just different things I can say that I sell, which, I mean, I don't, I don't really – do that, but just to say, well, that's the 
that's that's why you're calling tonight because I'm able to see that, and now you can start sticking down your resume where you wouldn't put it otherwise. So you need to do that, you know. So well, I can there. look like I was self-employed and I have different skills well, it, that I'm marketing. You don't have to call it self-employed. Don't do that. Don't 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 fudge it. The point is you've developed skills, and these are skills that you have. And you've developed them for a lot of reasons. We develop skills sometimes uh, by being at a soup kitchen. You know, we're not getting paid for it. It's not a job. It's something we volunteered to do. But we developed a lot of skills. Maybe we learned how to make soup. I don't know. But the point is we develop skills every time we serve somewhere. We're developing skills. So, And, and a lot of the time women are famous for serving their families. <laughs> So pay attention to what skills you have developed and, and write them down. And then, then maybe take the time to look on Google and ask, ask Google, you know, where does this fit? And Google may be able to search and tell you, well, there are all kinds of careers that are connected to this. And then you can say, well, you know, I'm, you, can, you can polish your words a little bit more by using the kind of words that people use in the professional world. Where uh, at home we'll say, well, Mom, I'll make you this photo album you want me to put these out this together let me do that and she'll go wow that's like so professional then you go on google and you ask what is there a profession for people who do photo albums and they're going to bring up some words and you're going to go oh yeah i could call myself that okay so i'm writing that word in <laughs> what i'm saying yeah, no that's really good no that's well, really that's good how you no polish. that's really good yeah, words yeah, are so, they're really important. If all you do is say, well, I did this for my mom, that doesn't sound that great to the employer. But if you say, you know, I've done a lot of these, and I'm very good at the design element, at pulling, pulling it together, and if you want to see a sample, I'll bring you one. That's a different attitude. You see how different those attitudes are? Yes, yes. So that's also taking that's language, yeah. Group. Put it together, babe. You've got all kinds of skills you don't know you have. <laughs> we got to move on, Michelle. All right. Well, take good care. I, I look forward to hearing great news. Uh, thank you so much. I want to listen. It's, it was great and enlightening, and I love it. I mean, you know, it makes you feel better, you know. It really does. It's just like good. You, have, you definitely have a skill, astrology, and what you're doing is coaching also, as well as uh, pr- predicting astrology. Coaching is oh, really that's good. What, that's what we're about. Okay. Thanks about for calling, Stacy. Good night. Thank you. Okay, dokie. Um, thought you were going to write a resume for her there for a minute. Um, <laughs> no, she has to do that. I, you know, it, that's the hardest thing in the world to do, actually. I know because it is. You, you don't want to pat yourself on the back, and and yet you want to put all of your information out there, and it's really hard to um to to phrase things that way. I know anytime I've had to write a resume, I've just I've I've just I've wanted to run away and hide, um, mm. because it's it's difficult, and and yet. You know, the more creative you are, the more um, impressive you become. So, uh, I mean, I, when, me when like I, you know, yeah, 
when I when I had the deck of cards and I was looking for a publisher instead of writing up a prospectus, I did um, a video of the cards all fading into one another, and I sent How the video cool. out. And it was different at the time. I mean, this goes back twenty, thirty years, but yeah. but because it was so different, people paid attention to it. So cool. the more creative you, the more creative you can be the more attention you, you absolutely get. Um, have to have to move on here. We've got Ellen here. Hi, Ellen. You there? Yes, I'm here. Hello, ladies. How are you this evening? We're Fabulous. doing great, Ellen. We love your upbeat energy. So tell <laughs> us, um, what is your date of birth? May 26, 1956. Um, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, at 3.30 p.m. Okay, May 26, 1956, 3.30 p.m., Brooklyn, Queens County, New York, right? No, Brooklyn is Kings County, but Brooklyn, New Uh, York. Brooklyn. Whoops, somebody, I did, oh, okay, don't get too upset. Wow, that doesn't like it. I don't even know what it doesn't like. It's my eyesight. Error in time. <laughs> yeah, there is definitely an error in time. But <laughs> oh my gosh, how interesting! <laughs> this Mercury retrograde is a—it's an experience. <laughs> oh gosh, it took my time away. So 3:30 p.m. is that what you said? <laughs> yes. Okay, I did remember it, despite all of it yelling at me there. (laughs) Uh, There we are, Kings County. All right. And we should be good to go. So now what did you want to focus on? How about working career? All righty, I guess it's a working career. (laughs) Three in a row. All right, let's go take a look. So you have the North Node right at the Midheaven, right on your work thing, So and it's right on top of Venus. So this is very interesting. So it when we put the North Node at the Midheaven, okay, it doesn't happen very often, okay? Or, you know, it's, it's a long journey for the nodes to get around the wheel. So to put it at the Midheaven is, is a statement that says, now the career must focus on what the purpose of this soul's life is. So it is in Cancer, and, of course, that means your midheaven is in Cancer. It's 11 degrees, 49 minutes, and 11, of Mm -hmm. course, is one of those magical, mystical numbers that says I must perfect this in this life. And in Cancer, the issue of perfection can have a lot to do with nurturing, whether it's nurturing and family or family nurturing of other people's families uh, or nurturing through food. Cancer has a lot to do with home. It can be home in terms of building and property. It can be through food. It can be the security of uh, a family environment. All of those things can be cancer at the midheaven. So when we look to see where is your moon, yay, So you were born with your moon at 29 degrees of Sagittarius, which really did not give you a lot of cohesiveness for that career. 
29 degrees is a critical number where 11 is the mystical number. And uh, 29 says that, um, uh, in Sagittarius, says that this is the, we have to go now beyond all this desire for learning and get forward into the next step, which normally would be some form of teaching. So uh, your desire for learning does not stop or desire to see what's on the other side or the desire to expand or the desire to know more by traveling, all of those. And Jupiter is getting ready to align with that moon, which is going to bring it to a kind of pinnacle. The last time it hit this pinnacle point was 12 years ago, but the North Node wasn't there 12 years ago. So this is a key event that's happening in your life right now. So I want to see who else is aligned to activate you. But uh, this is very exciting. Your progressed moon is at 17 degrees right now. And so it has finally passed the square. Uh, what is it? Six months ago, it was in a square to your midheaven. And that means uh, uh, six, five, four, six, excuse me, it goes the other way. Six to eight months ago, between six and eight months ago, you have been experiencing a challenge uh, with how do I want to handle my career? What do I want to do with my career? What is my relationship doing in terms of my career? What kind of relationships am I developing? Am I going in and out too fast? Am I going forward too fast? Uh, there's this desire to move through things very quickly to explore and to make breakthroughs and try new things with the moon in Aries. And uh, and it's soon, in um, 12 months' time, it will be exactly trying your natal moon, which says to me that at that point in time, and you can bring that back like two months, okay, because it applies two months before, uh, at that point in time, you will feel like you have hit it. You've hit the right spot. You're, you've hit the sweet spot and you're in the right place. So it's going to take a little getting there, but you're on the road to getting there. Um, okay. So well, anyway, give so me that. Your time frame again? Is that what you wanted? Yeah. What was that date you said when it um, looks like it would be good? Well, Jupiter, Jupiter is going to align with your moon. And that's the first step, and that's happening very soon. But then the progressed moon will align with the moon. So, And that's a ways away because it's 17 degrees now, and the progressed moon moves at a rate of one degree every month. We need to get it to 29. We actually need to get it to 27, between 27 and 29 degrees. So if you figure a degree a month, if you add 12 to that, we get it to 29. So that would be a year away, right? Bring that back two months, so 10 to 12 months from now. Got it? Wow, that's too, too far away from me, from my likes. Yeah, I but like at what that, you said. Of, that, at that point in time, you've hit your sweet spot. You know you're in the right place. It doesn't mean you're not there before that. Okay. By then, you really get it. You've got it, Okay. You're going to get into something before that, okay? But that's that you'll know it at that point, and uh, it seems like a lot of relationship stuff just falls into place for you at that point. So I think that's very Wonderful. exciting. That doesn't happen very uh, often, either. okay? Uh, 
I'm excited because I'm trying for a career change, and it's like it's been slow moving. Um, being of a certain age doesn't help, I'm sure. But um, anyway, it's good to know that there, that change is going to happen, right? It looks like it, right? Exactly. It, like it. it is very good to know that. And and it's not without challenge. I mean, Pluto has not been – it's like Pluto, Pluto would like to help you, but it's not been helpful. Uh, Saturn mm-hmm. is going to take you into a zone where it's going to chafe and feel uncomfortable for a little while. And then Jupiter itself will take go to a space where it's going to feel uncomfortable. But then it all comes out the other side. Uh, the discomfort lasts not very long, except for the part of it with Pluto when that finally happens. But the majority of it, 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 it lasts, you know, a few weeks. So when you start to go, and I'll, I'll explain what the feeling will be. It's like with Saturn, it's going to be like, is this really where I should be? Do I have my roots in the right place? is this really going to give me the security? And you'll go back and forth and you'll find yourself saying, yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. And when you go into that space, you need to just take a deep breath and say, I'm going to come out the other side in a few weeks. (laughs) We'll make a decision at that point. Don't do it while you're stressing and don't let the stress become a problem for you. Okay. I've just described it. So you'll recognize it when it happens. When Jupiter gets there, you're going to be going back and forth and saying, maybe I need to learn more. Maybe I need to look for more opportunities. Maybe I need to go beyond where I've been. Maybe I need a bigger place. Maybe, And you'll be doing that stuff back and forth. And, again, I want you to take a deep breath and say, you know, I'll be out of this in a few weeks. <laughs> Just breathe and wait till I'm out of this. <laughs> then make a decision. Got it? Yeah, um, actually, there was so much information you gave me, I didn't get it. And what I'm going to do is replay this after it goes into archive. Um, okay. I wanted to say, you've given me a lot of hope. I, a, a part of me just feels that this change is going to happen. A really, a, deeply, I feel it. Well, but, it makes sense that you would, because that's the nodes going over the midheaven. You know, the nodes, uh, they direct us from a very, from our higher self uh, when they come into play like that. And and it says, oh, I have to get forward to uh, achieve what I came here to do as soul. So the change is related to the directive your soul is giving, the promise you made to yourself before you entered that physical body. And uh, you've got a lot of progressed planets happening far into the chart, which indicate this is the time. So you're in the right place. Just make sure you breathe and take your time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, ladies. I appreciate it. Thank you. You You're so welcome. And this this will be up in archive on YouTube tomorrow, so you can play it back as often as you need. I'll do that. Thank you again. Okay, Doug. Bye-bye. Okay. Boy, you did give her a tremendous amount of information there. Um, yeah, I hope we've got people understand that that happens for all of us, that we have these irritating and challenging periods in our lives, and invariably they're just a matter of a couple of weeks. If it's not Pluto, Neptune, or Uranus, it's just a few weeks and we can get through it. Yeah, I... I hold my breath sometimes because cause I know how when you read, you kind of just let it flow. And, you know, I'm hoping that never we get somebody that you say, well, it looks like this life is a shot, So, but next life is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
think I've ever said that to anybody, but I have recently read someone's chart where I looked at it and says, Dear God Almighty, uh, your chart has so many sicknesses and so much illness from yeah. the time you were born. I don't see any freedom from it even getting through to the end. And I and I felt so miserable when I closed the computer and I just looked at her and I said, I am so sorry, I have no good news for you. She looked at me and she said, this is the best news I've gotten. And I thought, oh, my God. And she said, <laughs> she said to me, she says, no, people have said to me, you know, you're this or you're that, but you're telling me that it's true. What I know to be true is true. And I said, well, I have to tell you what I see is just the facts. So, yes, it's true. Because <laughs> it's a big relief to know that. I'll tell uh-huh. you, I felt miserable that I didn't have good news for her. but. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, every every now and then I said to somebody, what were you thinking when you signed up for all of this? Were you, yeah, were you figuring you, you know, you're giving up you're, you're, all the karma, you're going to try to put it in one lifetime and then, you know, be free to float or whatever? Um, yeah, no, I've heard sometimes. That I stop them as soon as they start to let it out of their lips, and I go, stop right there. Do not ask the Lords of Karma to lay it on you right now. You don't know what's in the pile. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, we've we've got Jackie here. Hi, Jackie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, okay. Jackie, your date of birth. Hi. My date of birth is 1-5-1965. January 5th, 1965? Yes. Time? Uh, I'm not sure. I've been told that I had a Gemini rising. I was born in the U.K. Ooh, we've been through this before, haven't we? We should have saved the charge. Yeah. I don't know what the Gemini rising is. Okay, so London or where in the U.K.? London, England. Yeah. I'm going to make it for noon, and then we will see when it comes up. We may have to adjust it. And the challenges really have been balancing home and family family conflict. Uh, and you're breaking. Work. I can't understand what you're saying, so I need you yeah, to. Yeah, I've had challenges in. with handling, balancing, work. And family. Okay. A lot of, right. a lot of family. Hang on. Conflict. I'm going to have to adjust your chart before I do what I normally do, which is to look at a tri-wheel. And when I adjust your chart, if you would do me a favor and try to memorize what I tell you, so that <laughs> if you call again, you have a good idea of the Gemini rising issue, okay? I'm mm-hmm. doing get you into Gemini rising and once I do that then I can I can uh, go from there so here I am giving you like an 8 degrees Gemini rising for whatever reason I mean I could give you more than that or just I have no idea what to do because it's still this, this guess here this is uh, here so I'm going to actually do a 13 and that would make it 1.43 p.m. That sounds like a nice time. So let's go take a look at what the triwheel would look like with that. Mm-hmm. Is this not correct? 
not good. Let's try that again. Yeah, this uh, Mercury retrograde can be a real challenge for everything. Everything seems to get affected by it, so you have to breathe, take a breath, and go from there. And uh-huh. let's see. Okay, so so just for your reference point, because we don't know what the correct time is, I am using uh-huh. 1.43 p.m. You want to jot that down. And that gives you 13 degrees, 7 minutes, Gemini rising, Okay. One four three, one four three p.m. London. Um, okay. If you find out the exact degrees that your Gemini rising is supposed to be, next time you call, tell me we will adjust it, and I will give you the exact time. Okay. Okay. Now, do you okay. do chart rectification? Sure, I do. I, I do. I do almost everything. I don't do horary. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, but you, you know you you'll have to call me and and you need to be prepared. So if you email me, I'll tell you what I need you to have for me to do that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your concern was say again what we, what did you want me to look at because I was I mean balancing my... balancing work balancing work and um you know family conflict. Okay, so you're having some experiences with family conflict. Yes, it's been, it's, it's one thing or another. And when we say family, uh, is that intimate relationships like marriage or family like children or family like parents and biological? Children, siblings. Well, siblings following the death of my mother, okay. but then, then you know, I, I have... I have one child that has given me a lot of a lot of concern, and I've been trying to help him. And it's like just when I'm at the place where well, let everything me say, should fall into place, his stuff come in the way. So I don't know. If this is some common relationship, that, but it's just trying well, to figure out what's on going the, on in our have, chart. Based on the chart we have here. Uh, mm-hmm. the moon would be the ruler of your house of siblings, at least the first sibling and the oldest sibling. And uh, that would be indicative uh, of a 14-degree moon that you have in Aquarius. And that being Aquarius, anytime you have other things going on in the sky with fixed in a fixed, uh, in a fixed sign, you could have some challenges, especially if mm-hmm. it's... Saturn or Jupiter or Pluto or Uranus or so forth, okay? Right now okay. in the sky, Uranus is at four degrees of Taurus. So it's in a fixed sign and would be activating a square to that moon. If that moon is correct, if that moon uh, were correctly four degrees, I would say yes. But that would make it earlier in the day. So it's not actually directly activating it. However... You were born with a 14-degree Uranus in Virgo and your moon 14 degrees of Aquarius if we have the right time. And certainly within an hour, it would still be active. Either way, an hour in either direction. And that Mm -hmm. quincunx says that there is friction and challenge and stress between you and your mom. 
your uh, first or oldest sibling and uh, can also be you and your first child. That's what that statement is. And there is a quincunx that goes also to Pluto because you have Pluto right next to uh, Uranus in your chart. They're two degrees apart. And, well, uh, it's not the oldest child. The oldest, the oldest child has never really been a challenge. It's the youngest. It's the youngest. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. That's not the statement that I have, but that is uh, that's the statement of truth. So that's an interesting statement. And of course, what's here can also be reflective of um, a first love. So it can also be something different. But the last child, did you have three children? Yes, I had three boys. Yeah, there's there's three there's the chart indicates three children. Um that's interesting. They're all boys, Uranus, Pluto and Mars. Hmm. And it's the last one. That's a twenty five degrees, so I wonder if that moon is off. Of course the progressed moon is uh moving in that direction, but it's we we don't know if that moon is later then the progressed moon would be later as well. That's hard to say. Okay, well how how they how they came to that they asked me about some um had I ever had any um bone issues such as accidents and things of that nature and I actually did. And that's how the Gemini rising came into play. Oh, so you're talking about someone rectified your chart based on an accident. Is that what you're no, saying? No, someone actually told me that based on some questions that I answered, so I'm not really sure. That's like the only thing that I don't know. I never, ever thought to ask my mother exactly what was my time of birth. Of all the conversations oh, we ever had, it never dawned on me. I, didn't, I never knew that that was such a critical component of who I am until after she actually passed. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, that's when I became, I became a believer in the houses and the placement of the planets by looking at my son's chart and having other people give me information about him. And, you know, yeah, this is after she passed. And through your son's chart, if you have an exact chart for your that's, son, that's any of I, That's when I became a believer because a lot of things that he was going through, you know, things that was happening with him at that time, I was actually seeing it for myself that, oh, my God, there is a science in this. Yeah, well, there is. It's very specific, actually. Yeah. But if you, if we take a look at the fact that Mars in your chart has progressed to 21 degrees 50 minutes of a Virgo, mm-hmm. and you were born with Venus at 21 Sag, and the South Node mm-hmm. at 21 Sag, and Mercury at 22 Sag, that would make uh, the third child uh, challenging at this time. Maybe not life, um, but it certainly would be very, very specifically so now. So those are the kinds of questions. You'd have to, it takes a lot of time to rectify everything. It's not a five-minute process, unfortunately. Um, Okay. But uh, what about, are you able to look at his chart? Not tonight, because we only do one okay. for a person, but at some time in the future, you could ha- when you call in, give us his chart, and I can read you from his chart if I move the chart around, but I, oh, since I don't have it on paper, really? and I, I do these 
on the on on radio, I just do it on the computer and I can't move it physically. So um Yeah, we there gotta are move ways, on, Michelle. Yeah, there are ways okay. to read a a chart for a mom through the child's chart. Uh so you can read about you through their chart if you have an accurate chart. She's I'm sorry we have to move on, but uh okay. try getting up with us again, Jackie, and hopefully we can I get will. this I will work for you. Take this care okay. and talk to you next month. Okay. All right, thank you. righty. Yeah, you know, the, the trouble with you is you're so fascinating that you can get so much from 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 the chart that, you know, everybody wants to just sit you in the corner and pump you for an hour or two. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I I'm fascinated by what you get. It's it's really amazing. Um, we've got Adriana here. Hi, Adriana. Hi. Ad- Adriana? Yeah. Wow. Can you hear me? Just yep. barely. Can you hear me now? That's better. Um, what 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 was your date of birth? Twelve twenty one eighty eight. December twenty first, nineteen eighty eight, and the time. 8.33 a.m. 8.33 a.m. And the place of birth? Bronx, New York. Bronx. I know where that is. I grew up in the Bronx. <laughs> I have to say I spoke with you both one year ago. I had called in about if I was going to have a baby, and you said there was a possibility I could. And I just want to let you know that I did have that baby. <laughs> oh, how wonderful! Three months old right now. Oh, that's fabulous! That's so exciting. Well, congratulations! Yes, yes. Wonderful piece Thank of news. You. I I love being able to talk to people about babies. <laughs> Maybe because I don't have any, I don't know. But I've always uh, been very fortunate about connecting to that. So, so now what are you looking at? Home and finance. Okay. So let's see here. Money, money, money. You were born with the North Node in that house of money. You have Pisces on that house, so you have to be careful with money. You can not always know what you do with it. It's kind of challenging with Pisces there. And Neptune is traveling through that house right now, which doesn't make it any easier. Uh, But the part of fortune is in that house as we speak, so maybe, who knows, maybe now you'll be a little bit lucky tonight. So let's see who is activating this in a positive way. We need Jupiter to say something nice. And you're Neptune... Uh, of course, Jupiter is also the ruler here, so 27 degrees. So you've got something good coming up. Jupiter will hit um, an activation point next year for itself. You're going to get a Jupiter trine, and that's going to bring you money. That will expand your income. It's not immediate mm-hmm. by any means, um, but I will tell you where it's coming in. And, of course, it is going to go retrograde, so we have to just go a little step at a time and see. It looks like it activates directly 
in the very beginning of May, it could be the end of April, but the very beginning of May, it is making a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, trying to itself. And that should be an opportunity, okay. and it seems to come as a result of you more than anything, something that you were mm-hmm. wishing for, that you were hoping for. And as a result of a connection from the past, uh, some opportunity opens up. And it could be an opportunity opening up for you to have a, more money to be able to have a larger home that can be with mm-hmm. the state. So that's pretty exciting. But you're looking around the beginning of May. I have May 4th on my chart. Now, what's going to happen is Jupiter will go retrograde, so there'll be a second opportunity if it doesn't completely pan out then, or the second opportunity may just bring you more money, (laughs) and you may decide to do something more. Sometimes when we get Mm -hmm. a bigger house, it doesn't have everything we want, and then the second time that Jupiter activates, it allows us to have enough money to get more of what we want in that house. And so it activates again uh, on around December the 4th, 2020. So you're looking at May 4th to December the 4th. And uh, so that's pretty exciting. And actually, just before um, it gets to this point in December, uh, we also have uh, Saturn activating. So there's something to say that it will uh, become even more secure for you. For you, it and it's about you feeling really secure about yourself. It's a statement of, I am in control. I feel like I have everything I need for me to be truly secure. So that's uh, a very exciting statement. And these statements don't happen. Man, Jupiter and Saturn traveling together, very rare. They don't do that very often. So in our lifetimes, you've seen it not in this sign ever before. I mean, last time we had them all in this sign is like, what is it, uh, 1215? That's not a time, that's a century. Oh, gee. <laughs> hey, somebody was thinking that was a time. It sounds like it. <laughs> but it's not. Okay, so, yeah, it kind of makes sense because I'm looking to, you know, and it looks open like Saturn, my, exactly. my own business. It looks like Saturn is actually going to station in that activation state. Uh, It will station somewhere in October next year. I don't have the ephemeris in front of me. I don't want to go day to day since we take up so much time for me to do that. But sometime right in that zone, uh, the end of September, the beginning of October, Saturn will station. When it does, it is activating that Jupiter directly, so it's saying that there is an opportunity for you to become truly more secure, more organized, more in control, more in control of your home, make your house more organized, feeling more secure in your home. So it's very exciting. Something is coming up, and it will be yes, good. Yes. So yes, that's exciting. I, I, I will definitely update you. <laughs> oh, um, we'll be looking for your call next year. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I, I'll be opening my my own business soon, so I'm hoping that's why I was asking about the whole finances. Yeah, that, that sounds really that's, great. Yeah, that's very exciting because actually, if you told me you were looking at your own business, I would have been even looking for something else, and there is something else here. So I'm going to bring that back just a second. Give me just a second because I can't. You know how I am. Forgive me, but I, I I'm like a dog with a bone. I don't 
Oh, and I've got my bone. <laughs> Don't make me close my bone. Okay, so February is my birthday, February 4th, 2020. You have a direct activation that is a sextile to Pluto in your house of career. So you have an opportunity at that point in time to expand your career, to increase your mon- money as a result of an expansion of your career, and it's all because of you personally, you. And Pluto rules your house of career, and Jupiter, of course, can include anything from teaching to YouTube, okay? (laughs) All of the internet, every (laughs) form of marketing is in there. Podcasting, you name it, it's all in there. So you have an opportunity as a result of who you are, the way you look, you can do something that is going to jumpstart or kickstart or activate or whatever you want to call it. To increase your money, I would be looking at yes. those. Uh, <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> super public experience. That hits it right on the nail. <laughs> so go for it. February, February, February. Remember that. The end of January, the beginning of February. Okay, now I can stop because I know you're going to tell me to stop. I am. I <laughs> Thank am. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank Take you. Care. you. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Have a good evening. Wow, you made a baby happen. That is so cool. No, I had nothing to do with making a baby happen. I simply could see it was happening. I got to give you credit for that. I, I, Jeannie has a daughter-in-law that won't talk to me anymore because the last two times, and they were a long time ago that I read her, I kept saying I saw her pregnant and and darn if she didn't get pregnant. So she's had two boys. Now now they're old. They're like the oldest, I think, is 16 or 17, and the youngest is a little bit younger. But <clears throat> I don't think she'll, she'll get a reading from me ever again because, you know, she just doesn't want to risk the chance that I'll see another baby, and she's done. So <laughs> See that? She's blaming you for it. Not your fault. It's just Yeah, there. I had nothing to do with it, but I saw it. I saw it. Um, yeah, okay, I, we've got we, we've ahead. got Sean here. Hi, Sean. Hi. How are you doing? Hello. How are you? <laughs> good. Good. What is your date of birth, Sean? Six twenty-five eighty-one at one fifty-eight p.m. June twenty-five, nineteen eighty-one. Did I get that right? June twenty-first uh-huh. with twenty-fifth. Twenty-fifth. Mm-hmm. I'm losing my ability to speak now. This is not good. <laughs> what, time, what time did you say? I'm getting a little wacky. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, 1.58 p.m. 1.58 p.m. And where was it that you were born? In Mount Vernon, New York. Mount Vernon. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was born in Bronxville. Oh, yes. okay. My mother County. Was Right next door. <laughs> My mother was born in Bronxville. Very oh. I I did. I, they wouldn't let me. They, I have to do Mount Vernon differently. I didn't. I didn't write the whole word out, and they weren't happy. Uh, is that considered Westchester County, right? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. I didn't know there were more than there was more than one Mount Vernon in the state of New York. That's my first time. Yeah, I found that out once I started looking at my charts. Yeah. Okay, well, let's take a look, Sean. What do you want me to look at? Well, I have a specific issue going on. Um, 
I was recent, recently prescribed an emotional support pet um, uh, in my apartment where I do not, uh, pets are not allowed. But the law entitles you to have an emotional support pet, so there really isn't anything that my landlord could do or say. However, okay. he's giving me a hard time, and he's threatening to evict me if I bring the pet in the house, which I had to give up over a week ago. My question is, it seems like it's going to be, it's just not fair. It's against the law. He's completely discriminating, but I'm going to have to spend money in order to defend myself in court and obviously get the ruling that is just and fair, which will be that I can have my emotional support pet. I'm trying to figure out if it's, I want the dog, I need the dog, but it's going to cost a lot of money. I just want to well, know you should, like, have you explored the possibility of social, some social service that would would fight that fight for you, instead of you trying to fight I, it on your own? Because I can I, assure you, somebody out there will fight that fight for you, whether it's I've the been, ACLU or someone else. There's some group that will fight that fight for you, and they know how to fight it, and mm-hmm. it's not going to do anything to have it fought. They need to make a precedent on that in your neighborhood, yeah. so. That no one gets this kind of abuse. That's wrong. Yeah, I talk in a heartbeat. How dare him or her, whomever it's it not is? Even about, it's not even really about the pet. I've been living here for 10 years. I'm a perfect tenant, never been laid on rent, always take care of the property. But I live in a gentrified neighborhood. So oh, if yeah. my man was able to get me out, he could charge God knows how much for this place. So he tried to put me in a position by lying in a letter that he gave me, um, claiming that my house wasn't protected under the Fair Housing Act. He wanted me to bring the dog in so that he could have a reason to evict me from the rent control department. So I'm just trying to figure out, do I, is it a good chance that I'm going to win of this and not just win and be bankrupt, but win and be, (laughs) you know, happy and financially stable or I'm not quite sure is, you know, you'll never get rid of that landlord, and I don't know what the laws are in New York, and you really need to talk to, uh, see who, there must be some free legal aid somewhere in that state that you can yeah. talk to. Uh, I live in California now, but yeah, yeah. Uh, because this is, yeah, I wherever you are, yeah, I know, in, I live in Oregon, and I know there's nobody can stop you if you need a social dog, a therapy dog, exactly. it's a, whatever. It's, it's against the law for them to stop it, but Different areas have different kinds of laws on how they can, uh, if they wanted to sell the house, so that they, and people do some horrible things without integrity. At any rate, let's look at your chart. Your chart shows uh, the north node right on top of your Mars, so you may have come in with some mission here that you don't even realize uh, that your soul is saying you need to take action with this because this is part of the mission you came in with to stand up and be seen regarding so this is bigger than you from what it looks like here and Mm. it is challenging you uh, because it challenges your moon mars right now has progressed and it's squaring your natal moon i just want to see how your natal moon is positioned because i have a feeling there's a whole other story here well uh your natal moon right now is making a magnificent trine to your sun So your opportunity here looks like it's very strong and very powerful. Um, Mm -hmm. Mercury, you were born with it at 28 degrees. It rules this house of legal affairs, 
and right now both the sun and Mercury progressed are in the house of judgments, which is a very positive statement. Um, But we need activation of one of them, preferably by Jupiter, um, but they're early on, so you're not going to get Jupiter to do that. Mm. Jupiter is not going to help your natal one, although it's kind of a balancing act because it's in opposition. So we don't have them giving you any kind of handout. Um, Mm. Mars, since it's leading the way, I just want to see Mars is also on top of your Pluto. So this is, again, it's a... This this Mars energy in your chart says you, you have the power to fight and to transform and that this fight will transform who you are. So that is a really mm-hmm. powerful statement. Um, mm-hmm. As long as we don't have any hard aspects uh, between that statement, because I don't want anything happening to you physically um, mm-hmm. because of this horrible man or woman or whomever it is. I don't no, like. Very, yeah, I don't. I don't like this combination at all. It makes me very uh, uncomfortable. Uh, Pluto mm-hmm. is also squaring natal Pluto, where you're going through all of this. So all it takes, really, with that Mars on top of Pluto, is activity from even the Moon moving. Uranus, fortunately, cannot say anything. It's way far out, so it's not going to do any damage that way. Um, why don't you what email you to protect myself? Well, there there'll be certain days where you have to be more intelligent and more cautious than others. It takes at least three signatures and the only thing that's going to move into alignment and by the time the moon moves into alignment, Mars will probably be out of the way because Mars moves pretty fast. Right now it is on top of Pluto and I'm going to, just going to go a couple of days forward because uh you know, Mars, so then the moon moves uh, tomorrow at this time. The moon will move to Pisces, zero degrees, not active, okay? And then we've got the next day it goes to 12, and then the next day, of course, it goes on to uh, 16. Well, it goes to actually to the next sign, excuse me. So when, what happens at that point in time, when it gets to this 21 degrees of Pisces, there is a real, that's where um, there can be a lot of stress. But by then, Mars has already gone to 2235, so it's out of the way. While Mars is on top of Pluto, my concern, Mars can represent a gun. Pluto is an explosion, and it's happening in the first house, which is the physical body. But by itself, it can't actually manifest in its physical form. It takes a couple of other signatures to make that happen. So what's happening is this is happening to you at a more uh, ethereal or abstract state. It's like at the astral level, this is actively happening. This man has thoughts of how he would like to put you away. Uh, Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, what I'm seeing is really horrible, and if he was sitting here, I would look him right in the face and tell him this because I've done that with people before. Um, But I don't see it where anyone is actually able to do anything directly to you. That's why I was moving it forward because when I see something that close, it's terrifying to me, Um, and I don't ever want to see anyone I know be hurt, and I have helped people 
be out of the yeah. way of anything possibly happening by just not being at that place at that time. Okay? So um, this is a challenging time for you, so I just want you to pay attention. Mercury, as it is retrograde, will be going to 22, and here when Mars gets to 23, uh, Mercury is coming back. So uh, as Mercury is swinging back, and this probably, when did this activate all of this for you? Uh, uh, Tomorrow, it'll be two weeks ago. Yeah, I knew it. It happened in the Mercury retrograde. Well, Mercury is going to activate that Pluto. Well, Pluto, of course, is on Pluto, but Mars finally is out of the way. So when Mercury is activating that Pluto, you need to pay attention to cars, automobiles, okay? Mercury involves automobiles. And so, you know, don't get in your car without looking around it and making sure your car is okay. You got me? I'm not saying don't be a complete nut job about it, but on – Because I kind of am a little bit (laughs) – and now I'm okay. a little paranoid about getting shot okay. and crashing November my car. November the 9th is the day, okay? November the 9th, you oh. just want to be more cautious with your automobile. So, you know, you just pay attention. In other words, when you get in your car, take deep breath and make sure you stay calm and say, Spirit, you know, I put angels on my bumpers and, you know, and then mm-hmm. and then drive, Okay. But uh, because there is a lot of stress involved at this point and a lot of friction involved at this point, uh, it's challenging. I don't really think anything's going to happen, but nonetheless, I would be absolutely wrong not to mention these things, okay? I I have to make sure that you are aware, okay? Okay, all right. Well, thank you so much. Be more cautious on the 9th, okay? And since 7 o'clock at night, I would take it to the next day. It probably is fine by the next day, though. I'm going to just take a couple of hours forward. I just want to go a couple of hours forward because I'm watching the moon at the same time because the moon is coming into play here. Mm. And uh, the moon moon doesn't activate until 1 in the morning. So, you know, if you're home... One in the morning, you're not going to be doing anything with an automobile, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Most of us okay. are not. A, so, so, and and so, make sure me, you make sure you call us back next month and let us know how things are going. Yeah, yeah, this is challenging. I mean, you're in a challenging position, and what's really crummy about it is Saturn is coming into play too, and when Saturn yeah. comes into play. Um, and I, I'm, what do I have this on days? I need to turn this to months. Sorry, I'm going very slow here. There we go. There's Saturn at 20 degrees. So when Saturn's at 20 degrees, of course, Mars is completely out of the way by then. Thank God. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's one thing battling someone in court, another thing battling unfairly with, uh, with a vehicle or with a gun or with an explosive or some other stupid, idiotic thing. Yeah. yeah. So... The, the, they're they're usually different. Um, yeah. So here we have um, Mars is already at 23 degrees of Scorpio. So you've got one challenge. For, there are a lot of challenges going on here, but Saturn gets to 20 degrees. So when it gets to 20 degrees, it's squaring Pluto. Pluto in this chart um, it rules your money more than anything. It's more about money, and it's also Pluto uh, 
Capricorn is moving into your fourth house, which is the house where you live. And that does not uproot you. It does just the opposite. It roots you down. So um, you'll have to let us know how it goes. But the challenges to your money are the part that really bothers me. So please do something. Look into some social uh, group that can help you. Or do a GoFundMe because there are people who, like me, I mean, there's people like me who have money. I don't have money. But there are people like me who do have money. If they see something Mm -hmm. like this on GoFundMe, they will help fund you. Yeah. (laughs) Because I I put my body in front of this guy for you, but it's not very helpful, okay? (laughs) Yeah, no, no, thank you. You you just need somebody with money to stand up and make a statement. The other thing that you should consider, since you have the sun in the ninth house, and I want to make sure to get this across, when you have the sun in the ninth house, no matter how it's aspected, the sun in the ninth house can be a statement that says, I can have success in legal process. It's also, uh, with with, with Mercury out front, you have the ability to be heard or to be seen and to be liked by the public. So all forms of media are possibility for you. So if you haven't done this yet, go to a couple of newspapers that might allow you, if there's a newspaper in the area or a a TV show or a radio show in the area that pursues any kind of legal justice, Go hmm. talk. The more public it becomes, the more chance you have of everything turning in your favor and the guy backing off. The more public it becomes. Okay. 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 That makes a lot so of sense. So do that. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you oh so my much. Thanks. Would you, you know, repeat your email address? Uh, com. If you put okay. my name in, it, everything comes up. I'm also on Facebook, so you can also PM me. But it's astrology okay. and more. The words, just astrology. write them out at gmail.com. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Be safe. We're, you're in my prayers and in my heart. Thank you so much. You bet. Goodbye, Anne. Goodbye. Thank you. Oh, my. That just makes I, I wanted I wanted to get working on it right away for him, but he's you know California. Yeah, well, you know, and they but they have pretty strict laws in California. I know here in Oregon, forget about it. These guys don't have a chance. There's no landlord in Lake County who has a chance. If somebody wants a therapy dog, that person's going to have to sell their house to somebody else if they don't want dogs in their house. Period. And wow. I don't understand. Problem with anybody with a therapy dog is because those dogs are so trained, there is no oh, yeah. way they're going to miss house. It's ridiculous. I mean, they are so well trained. Got to move on, Michelle. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'm ready. Deep breath, deep breath, and we have Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say about the other guy. There's a number, but I think it's for New Yorkers. It's a human rights for discrimination about the dog stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe he well, can call him. that number and he can find out, like, how to do that in California. I don't know. Cause it is, yeah, they'll, um, they'll probably have the phone number for the people in California. If you Do you know yeah. the number? And you, just Just say it on the air because he's probably listening. Go ahead and say what the number is. 
Hello. Yeah, Hi. we're listening. Hello? Yeah, yeah I Lynn- know that was, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, um, that number, I think there's also like some another um, place where he could go for discrimination around a service dog or emotional support dog. I think the service animal has more rights than emotional support. Oh, they do. Support. They definitely so do. here's the number it's 212-416-0264. Great. Okay, doke. So you can talk to somebody there and find out what to do. There's a lot of support um, around that. So yeah. yeah. My first. Well, if he writes, January, yeah, I'll give him some links because we 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 uh, recently. Um, had a dog we brought down from Washington so that it could become a therapy dog for someone up in Salem. And I connected with that entire group there, and I'm sure they know people in California. So if he writes, well, I have, I'll I have Sean's connect. number. I'll, I'll call him and give him this number. All right. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. Because yeah. we're all going to yeah, be very Yeah, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Linda, what can I do for you, sweetheart? <laughs> Well, I have um, two questions. Um, okay, well, let's get your birthday, date. Of, let me get your chart up first. January What's your date of birth? 28th. February 28th? January. January 28th, 73. Born at 11.14 a.m. 11.14 a.m. Location? In the Netherlands, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Oh, I'd like to go visit there. Mm. Yeah. But not much chance it'll ever happen in this lifetime. At least not on the hour. Oh. Have January twenty eighth, nineteen seventy three, eleven fourteen a.m. Correct. Mhm. Okie dokie. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. When Mercury's retrograde, I like to just you know. Check a couple of times. <laughs> All right, let's see. What do you want my, want me to look at? What do you, where do you want me to focus? Well, I want to know if you see a man coming in, but the most important thing right now is my career and the money that I'm making. Mm-hmm. I'm working. I'm working somewhere now, and I feel that um, that I'm not getting paid fairly. Things uh, are not. Right and stuff like that, like it it bothers me once in a while, and then yeah, I see it, I see it. You have Saturn going through this house. Saturn rules this house, but when Saturn comes into any house, we feel like we're not getting treated right. We may feel depressed. We may feel down. We feel like we have more responsibilities than we should have. And there's a whole lot of statements when Saturn and Saturn just went into this house in the last month or so where it just became really, really noticeable or almost overwhelming. Uh, let's just see if we've got some kind of release that's going to come in. Because you're born with Jupiter and Venus in this house and the North Node, so you have this ability to go beyond this. Uh, your natural state is to have a really positive experience with career. So, But, of course, you know, Pluto has also been at 20 degrees for a while, and Pluto on top of your Venus does not make for a happy lady. It's challenging. Uh, Venus is where we can be um, indulgent with ourselves and have fun and love ourselves and 
and you were born with it in Capricorn, so you tend to be very organized, very disciplined, and and you really are not self-indulgent at all. Um, you're the kind mm-hmm. of person who indulges in quality. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless you. It's a long ways from ice cream, let me tell you. Uh, at any rate, having Pluto there says, I, I need to transform this. Uh, so let's take a look. Uh, you feel like you have to transform who you are because uh, Venus rules you. M- you may be feeling you have to transform the way you look. And down the road here, not very far down the road, you may start feeling like you have to do more than that. Uh, you may feel like oh. you literally have to transform and, and, and start empowering yourself in some way. And you may be feeling you need to uh, take on, maybe learn something else. So let me give you the perspective on all Pluto has been doing this dance for a long time. Now Saturn has come into this house. So now Saturn is pushing the dance to where it really becomes annoying and noticeable to you. It's not done, okay? It's only at 15 degrees. Come January, it will be at 20 degrees, so it will be sitting on top of your Venus like Pluto has been. The good news is Pluto will have moved past, so that's kind of good news. But when we get, like, to January 1st, uh, Saturn will have gotten just a little bit past. Your progressed Mars is past, and Pluto is past. But they're all activating your progressed Mars. So you may be feeling pressure to take some kind of action. And the thing about it, you have to be careful because that action, Mars is ruled, it's a hidden ruler in your chart in that it is ruling past life karma. It's ruling ways that we sabotage ourselves. And the activation... though is a sextile so the doorway could open up and it's going to be some lesson that you probably learned or some wisdom that you gained from your dad that comes through for you and you realize this is what I need to do and uh, when you get past this point in uh, January then we have Jupiter coming into play too and Jupiter will come into that house and by the time you get to March Jupiter will be on top of that Venus. So, at that point, things start to alleviate. Jupiter on top of Venus can make you very indulgent and can actually bring you uh, an increase in terms of your job, in terms of uh, the possibilities or the expansion, and it may even bring you an opportunity where your career, your whoever it is you work with or work for, says, you know what, we'd like to offer you this opportunity to go take this schooling because we think you'd be really good at this. Uh, Jupiter could open a doorway like that, which would advance you to where you want to go in your next step. So get through this, but don't run away from it um, because you you can't really run away from it. (laughs) Until this passes over, if you did jump and go somewhere else, you'd just be like jumping out of the pot into the fireplace. You don't want to do that. <laughs> Let Jupiter oh. come into play, handle it, and when Jupiter comes into play, you'll start to get a break. So, you know, it's only between now and March. It's a few months. 
the thing is to there's probably something your father taught you that you need to think about and start applying it. A simple simple thing that I use anytime I'm in a zone where spirit says you have to go do this and I go seriously I don't want to do this <laughs> is I take a deep breath and I I say well they are they're putting me in a new position like I was working here in this place and that place is closing down now in two weeks I'll be working in a different place and if I was to be hired there I probably would get paid a little bit more so I'm wondering like okay will they pay me more because it's a different job and it's different well it looks um, to me like you're going to end up getting paid more it's not immediate but once Jupiter goes into the next sign which would be about a year away okay this time next year it's going to activate your second house cusp, and I'd say you probably are going to get paid more. And that makes a lot of sense, what you just said, because Pluto does transform the work that you're at, and that's what it's been working on. So you're in alignment, and the chart is not telling me you need to go somewhere. Oh, because I'm applying. I, I'm, I have an interview in two weeks for another well, job if it really feels good to you, take it. Uh, but and I can see that they're they're you know if you've got Uranus now, I don't see it. I take it back. I, I'm not seeing it. But if it makes you feel good that you're taking action and you're being proactive, then continue to do that. Your guidance is always right. Sometimes we have to go look at a different place to feel better about the place we're in. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't mind where I'm at. It's just that I don't feel that it's fair in terms of my skills and my assets and everything. Is that like is that true or is that just something that I'm making up to cause Oh, no, it may very well be true because it looks like you're going to expand and go beyond whatever it is that you've been doing. The fact that you're oh. coming up early next year is activating an expansion. So Wow. Yeah, you're you're right, but you have to just go a step at a time, and it sounds like you're doing it. So continue to be proactive, but know it's going to work out. But don't fight for it. Like don't go fighting for something. Well, well don't don't quit. Use your brains and don't quit just because you're not happy with it. That's what I'm saying. Okay, don't do something that yeah. sabotages you. Oh yeah. Okay. And then my love life. Do you? Do I have to go online to find someone, or can oh. I just live my life and someone will just show up, or I will just meet someone? Like, I don't want to do online. We usually have to take some kind of action for someone to show up. Uh, yeah. And um, you see so there. falling in love is a sun Sun ruled your house of falling in love, but if you're talking about a love that's going to turn into a permanent relationship, a marriage type of relationship, we're working with uh, Pluto and Mars and activation of Mars. You had an activation, which obviously didn't pan out, um, what, last, last February, March, somewhere in there, last spring, early last Spring, if that's considered spring, I think it is. So I don't know if you saw anything at that point in time or remember it, but it, there was something at that point that might have opened up. But your Mars, let's see how your Mars interfaces with your, it's kind of a wide orb to your progressed sun. 
so it's not giving you a whole lot of action. When Jupiter right. activates uh, that Mars next year, um, not 2020, the year of that, 2021, there could be an opportunity because uh, when it activates that, a doorway could open. But there's also a possibility that something will open. You could fall in love when Jupiter actually hits 25 degrees of Capricorn this coming year. And uh, oh. so I would be here. Here it is at 24 in on April 4th. So any opportunities you have from mid-March through mid-April where it's an, an outing, some kind of social gathering, some getting out and networking, go do it. Jupiter's traveling through your house of career, so if it's anything connected with your career or career yeah. days, go. Yeah. Okay. Those are places yeah. that you would want to go. Anything that might be connected with things that your dad did might also have something to do with it. Uh, so there's a whole slew of possibilities there, but... I would tell you, don't turn anything down. Go take action. It's not going to be delivered to your home doorstep. He's not coming to your house. And there's no statement here that says it has to be on the Internet. There's no statement here that says it doesn't, though. If you feel inclined to try the Internet, then go for it. Uh, I don't have huge protection up there for the Internet for you. But the fact that I know where Jupiter is and how it's activating your sun there is a possibility if you want to do that, do it around the beginning of March so that it's active during this period from March to mid-April. Okay? Okay. And uh, that have, Michelle, Michelle, we have to move. Okay. Thank you. I know. Oh, can you give your website, Michelle? Um, it, it's my name, michellevanti.com or astrologyandmore.com. It'll get you to the same place. Astrology. Just write out the words, astrology. And more. If you do my name, make sure my first name is only one L. It's Michelle Levanti with one L. Otherwise, you get a porn star. You don't really want to get that one. <laughs> no, we don't want you as a porn star representative. No, that's never happening in this or any other life. That's not me. <laughs> okay, we, so, we got to move on. Fine. Linda, that one straightened maybe out. For okay. movie. Maybe for a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, we got Sylvia here. I All think. right. Hey, Hi. Sylvia. Hi there. Hi there. Can you ladies hear me okay? I love y'all sense of humor. Thank you all for taking my call. You bet. Hi, my birthday is 4461. April um, 1961. Time? 5.51 a.m. Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis. Yes. See, Wow, we went a long way from the Netherlands there. Okie dokie, I'll read it back, make sure I got it. April 4th, 1961-551 a.m. Yes, that is correct. Memphis. April 4th, 1961-551 a.m., yes. Got Mercury it. is in retrograde in Scorpio, yes. Um, I oh, was in a re- you were born with uh, where Mercury is right now, retrograde in Scorpio. Were you born with that? No. No, you were born with Mercury in Pisces, and it was direct. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so what, do you, what, what, what should we be focusing on? 
Um, well, the first thing I was, well, I'm going to start with a relationship. Um, I uh, was in a relationship from August 31st this year. That's when I met him um, until October 26th this year, so almost two months um, we broke up. Uh, was unexpectedly, but nevertheless, it happened. He was made it tenth, nineteen seventy, Memphis, Tennessee. I don't have his birth time. Um, so, um, I, I, I don't happen. have the ability right now to do the sinistry since that's not we're we're not oh, set up for that. But, okay, all right. But okay. that's so, a, sounds like you so, broke up in a Mercury retrograde, so you know the chance of this sticking is not high. You realize that, right? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, just for I anyone anytime people. Mercury, oh, go ahead. At, I didn't know Mercury retrograde had started. Well, it's the sh- the shadow. The shadow starts two weeks before it actually stations, and you're pretty mm-hmm. darn close. Twenty two degrees is pretty darn close to the time it's stationed on the thirty first. So you're definitely in the shadow. Okay. Oh. Okay. Mercury retrograde shadow goes all the way to December the 5th, okay? Even though Mercury will go direct on the 20th of November, the shadow goes till the 5th of December, okay? So, okay. So picture, so this is, this is during a Mercury retrograde that you have broke up. And uh, mm-hmm. when people break up in retrograde, they very rarely break up for good. They get back together, Um uh, usually they get back together in the next retrograde. Sometimes they get back back together before the retrograde is actually over. So, you know, you're an open case right here. We don't know. But uh, <laughs> anytime Mercury retrograde breaks people up, <laughs> it means that you need to take a look at is this really the relationship you want? They're giving you an opportunity to see what is right, what is not right about this relationship? Where have you been transparent or not transparent? In Scorpio, mm-hmm. is uh, about the depth of intimacy that you can create. And the only way we create real depth of intimacy is by being transparent. So, you know, when somebody says to you, well, can I eat one of your French fries? And you don't want them to eat them. You need to say no. <laughs> Sorry. Don't be, it's not time to be generous because you're not being transparent, okay? Oh my gosh. Yes. I know and it's I'll... a crazy thing to say. So you need to think about these things and uh let me just see uh if I see anything that says coming back together is more than possible and if I can just note where maybe the place. So you're born with Uranus in the fifth house. It's a 21 more in, when you were born, almost 22. It's now 2209. So yes, and Leo. Yes. Yes, and yes. and yes. Pluto, of course, as you know, Pluto has been dancing around mm-hmm. the 23 mark. Uh, mm-hmm. In the, and so and Saturn isn't quite there yet, but it's a 2053 Pluto right now. So. Corn, that is what we call a quincunx action, which can cause an activation. Uranus is normally the one that breaks people up and uh, and and can, if it's under Mercury retrograde, still bring them, they could still come back together. Uranus in the sky is four degrees of Taurus, 
and your sun is 14 Aries, so it wasn't activating that. And the sun rules your house of falling in love. So what did it activate that might have caused a breakup, or was it simply the activation of Uranus? So when we look, I can see that uh, Uranus is making a square to Jupiter. So in the house of wishes and dreams, so there may have been a challenge uh, again, Jupiter is about expansion and being open and being honest and saying everything and also the issue of friendship and do we want to go from friend to lover uh, can be part of the dream that takes place uh, with this combination in this house. So, uh, And it may not have been your dream. It might have been his dream, and for some reason that dream didn't seem to work out. So that could be part of this issue. Let me see if I see anything else. Venus right now is at that four-degree mark as well. Interesting that we're talking now. So I just want to see the progressed, your progressed moon trees also. So that's another issue. So there we go. So a month from now, your progressed moon will be out of the way. A month from now, your Mercury will be out of the way. So it's possible that things could pull back together but I if they do when Saturn gets to this point of 21 degrees it might break it apart fracture it again Jupiter also when it gets to 21 degrees might fracture it again what you have to look at is if it fractures that many times is it worth continuing because once these planets pass you might get together and stay together. They won't be coming back to this position in our lifetime for a very long time. Jupiter will be back, what, 12 years down the road, but he's our least offender. Saturn won't be back for 28 years, and Pluto will not be back. So uh, you can think about what I've said. Um, so that's what I'm that's what I'm looking okay. at right now. So it- it sounds like it would be way better to wait until those that um, those planets that will fracture the relationship until that time passes. Exactly. I wouldn't make any serious commitments till then. Let me put it that way. I'm not saying be a runaway bride, but I am yeah. saying uh, don't say yes till they're gone. Once they're gone, then. If you guys still are inclined, then I'd say yes. But you're right in this zone where you're getting this quincunx action. And having Uranus in the fifth house, being born with it there, okay, uh, can make you very changeable, make you like the person and then wake up one morning and say, you know, I don't know what the heck I was thinking. Uh, (laughs) Seriously, that's what Uranus does, and I'm sorry, but it's true. You do have progressed Mars in there right now, so progressed Mars is kind of driving you where you haven't necessarily been driven before and, and, and feeling like, I need to take action. I really need to be in love. I need to do something. So it may be pushing you, but Uranus will never leave you. So you need someone whose chart activates your, your Uranus in a positive way, and that mm-hmm. way they will make the changes that – make you continue to feel like it's new and fresh and the relationship continues. That is what I would recommend being an astrologer. Uh, But 
it takes synastry. We have to look at synastry to be able to identify where the good stuff is. And until you find a relationship that you're serious about, it, it's not necessarily worth the money to look at the synastry. Right, right, right. If, okay. yeah. if you want to take something away with you that you can look by looking at his chart and your chart, because you can get these things now on the Internet with no problem, look mm-hmm. to see what he has in his chart that activates the 22 degrees that your Uranus, 21, it's 2155, so about 22 degrees that Uranus sits at. And Uranus in your chart, of course, is in Leo, which you know. So any fixed, yes. the fixed sign, it's a no. If it's a fire sign or an air sign, it's a yes. Okay. Okay, so you saying go and look where Uranus is in his chart? I'm saying, yeah, in his chart, see, not his Uranus, no, all his okay. planets. Look at all his oh. planets and see which ones are 20, around the 22-degree mark, so from okay. 20 23 degrees, and then see how they are activating your Uranus. That is going to be a huge clue. And then the other thing, of course, is the moon. See how your moons interface. Because we don't live very well with another person if our moons do not interface well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying no. to teach people here without giving you too much. And anybody who studies astrology, take this information and use it. It's, but remember, there's a lot to learn in astrology. Just don't become a domineer with people's charts. Don't do that. I don't think that's wise. Oh no no no! I no no no! I I just want to learn how learn to study astrology better to, yeah. to study what to understand it. Study it what you study a bit to understand it better. Yeah, I you mean will. because yeah, I, I mean like um I, that I I study like tarot and I read tarot and so. Every time I've like done my tarot, just even looking, just inquiring about a new relationship, uh, I keep seeing him come coming back. I, yeah, I, it's, well, it's, makes perfect yeah. sense. We'd be coming back. You're in the yeah. zone. You're in the Mercury retrograde. We don't lose anybody in Mercury retrograde. They flip back. They're like boomerangs. So, oh, uh, are you serious? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's kind of what Mercury retrograde is all about, the boomerang experience. So, but, a boomerang uh, experience because he has a Venus in Gemini and a Venus in Mars. I don't know where it's at, but I know it's Venus in Gemini, Venus in Mars. And I'm going like, and I know uh, Gemini can flip back and forth. Okay, you mean Venus and Mars and Gemini? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that makes <laughs> yes. it very I can tell you that. Uh, very attractive. Very, very attractive. attractive to the opposite sex. Extremely attractive to the opposite sex, which you've just said. If they're uh, in aspect, Venus and Mars together in aspect, anybody with Venus and Mars together in aspect is attractive to the opposite sex. For what it's worth. For what it's worth. And he's a Taurus son, but. When I just went through the chart with no birth time, it was like a Leo moon and a possible cancer ascendant. So I noticed he really do wear his hearts on his sleeve, and I'm just like, 
you know, he has a Leo him. moon, and you that's have a Scorpio moon. Mm. Yes. So well, if they're, they're probably not an aspect, but of course, if we were in India, we would agree that that was not a good thing, because they're not speaking to each other. But his moon would speak to your sun. So uh, where where did you say his sun was? Taurus. So his Taurus his Taurus moon speaks. Is he early Taurus or late Taurus? He's May the tenth Taurus. May the tenth. So he's getting kind of on the late side there. Not that late, but yeah, yeah. he's probably what sixteen degrees. So it somewhat it, 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 the moon could capture that. Uh, his your moon could capture that. So you're. So you're, you have what we call crossover synastry, uh, sun to moon, moon to sun. So that's what okay. you've got going. So that, that works. That works. Okay. okay. So I'm not more. Yeah. I'm just, I know we're going to have to go here in another minute. But um, Okay. Can I get a career, career, Jeremy, tell me about my career right quick before we go. Mm-hmm. Career, get off him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, career, Saturn is traveling. Go ahead. No, tell me about Saturn. Okay, career, career, profession, well, yeah, Saturn, yeah. It's right on top of your progressed moon right now. So transformation can be happening in terms of how you feel about, am I in control? Do I have enough control? Uh, are the people who are above me or in charge, are they doing the right thing? There's something not good going on here. There is a statement that we need to uh, change this, and, and it's not a, a simple change. It's a more explosive kind of change. And Saturn, of course, will uh, come forward, but when Saturn comes forward, the moon will pretty much be past. There will be a point where they might catch up. But what you're about to have here is a Saturn return. Next, This coming year, you're going into a Saturn return. And okay. uh, so you're is that coming... a good thing? Is that well, a great Saturn thing? be very challenging for some people, and they can be uh, really rewarding for others. Uh, it depends on how Saturn works in your chart. When I look at your Saturn, I see there's some very good thing there with the moon and with your part of fortune. And when I look at it, though, with Venus, you seem to be somewhat challenged. When I look at it with uh, Uranus, it's kind of out of the way. It's kind of too far. Um so I'd say you have pretty decent, uh, a decent positioning of Saturn, uh, since the best aspect it has, or the strongest one, is a nice connection to the moon and to your part of fortune. So your Saturn return will probably be pretty decent. And if you want to think about it, go back to when you were about 28 years old and ask yourself what happened then, uh, because... Saturn return, each time it comes back, it only happens a few times in our lifetimes because it goes about 28 years. But uh, ask yourself, because the second time, it usually takes you to a higher octave of whatever the experience was the first time. Okay. And uh, since Saturn rules your house of career, it could very much, uh, very possibly, with the combination... Uh, provide you with more responsibility and a job that will be an increase of responsibility, therefore a type of promotion. On that note, 
yes, we are we are down to seconds just about. So Sylvia, call back oh. again. Let us know how things go. I will. So you all will be back next month at this time. Yes, you we will. Okay. Thank you all for taking my call. Y'all have a great day. Happy Mercury retrograde, Scorpio. My intuition <laughs> has been torn off. Okay. Um, Thank you. We are we are way way close to just fading into the woodwork here. Michelle, thank you so much again. <clears throat> Excuse me. I look forward to next month to some of these people calling back and giving us updates. But until then, good night and thanks for being here again. <laughs> <laughs>